Good Friday morning to you, family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Join us today as we're talking about what is necessary, what's necessary for our lives. I hope you join us for this fantastic discussion. Gracious God, we thank you for a wonderful day, another day to see your infinite grace and mercy and love and kindness and compassion for each and every one of us. We thank you for being good. We thank you for being our father. We thank you for being a sustainer and provider and banner and healer and deliverer and restorer uh, over each of us. We just thank you for joy and peace. We thank you for carrying us through the night that we're yet alive with the ability to move our limbs and to move about around our homes and our cars and our lives for the positions that we have in employment or whether we're looking for employment. We know that you're the God that always provides an answer, that always makes a way, that knows the answer before there ever is a problem. And you are always here to help us. You are with us and for us. You run to each and every one of us when we're in stress, when we're afraid, when we don't know what to do. It doesn't even matter. You are always present with each and every one of us. We thank you for that level of faithfulness. We thank you for that level of constancy. We just thank you, Yahweh, yesterday, today, and forever for you remaining the same, for the fact that you're our friend. We just love you, love you, love you, and give you all the praise and the glory. Help us today. We cast every care, everything that is on our mind and our heart that bothers us at your feet with the expectancy and the and the attitude that you're going to help, that you're going to show us the answer that either you're going to do or you created us as answers for other people. Whichever one it is, we just yield to it and say that we will do what it is that you call us to do and that we are who you call us to be. Help us to continue to grow in you. Help us con- to continue to share love to each to share it and show it to all that we need in jesus name we pray amen hope y'all having a good day today i hope you'll join me today as we're discussing what's necessary turn with me if you can and will or whenever you get a chance luke 10 3842 you know i bring this up because one of the challenging things in life is often our desires wants and our dreams sometimes we can hardly know if something is right or secure or if it's something we should really want or basically what's necessary. When we open up and take a look at Luke 10, 38 through 42, we find it uh, to be a story about Martha and Mary. You know, it's significant that every time we encounter Mary of Bethany in the gospel, she's at Jesus's feet. When her brother Lazarus died, when she anointed Jesus, before death. So uh, Luke 10, 38, 42 says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but the only thing, but only one thing is needed, excuse me. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Hospitality we find in the culture of uh, this scripture and in the biblical world at this time in general 
is very important. And in this particular gospel that's told by Luke, you know, we find that Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. And it's important to note there's a big difference between challenging someone and welcoming them. Luke wants us to ask ourselves, do I, be you us, put Jesus to the test or do we welcome Jesus into our lives? Earlier, not in this particular story, but earlier in the uh, chapter, we find Luke telling the story about uh, two great commandments, which are to love God and to love our neighbor. And then there's also an emphasis to the parable of the Good Samaritan, if you remember, which is the story about loving on our neighbor. So when we get to this story, we see an example of what it means to love God as Mary sits at his feet. Now, I, don't, I also would, you know, that's that's often said when you, you look at the commentaries. I would even suggest, too, that it doesn't necessarily mean that Martha didn't love Jesus. She just was focused on something else at the time. Which I think is something that many of us have experienced in our lives. And I, it's also important to know that if we only had the story of the Good Samaritan, then we might allow service for God to take precedence over devotion to God. But the story of Mary shows us that the devotion to God must be the basis, or at least we should start there. There's some benefit to starting it sitting at Jesus' feet. There's some benefit in, in sitting in the presence of Jesus. What's the point? Worship uh, must undergird, or excuse me, worship must undergird our work. You know, in this culture, during the time of this scripture, it's also important to note that Jesus is visiting these women and was willing to teach them about uh, spiritual matters. In the culture at that time, many rabbis thought that teaching women was a waste of time. But with Jesus, he took the time to evangelize and teach women, thus showing the value that God puts on every person. And through these women, the Lord is teaching us a vital lesson about the main priority that we need to hold on to in the midst of our busy schedules. Namely, that of sitting at his feet, which Jesus calls the one necessary thing, the good part, the good part. The first point is to note distraction and worry. I mean, we find that when we, you know, hear Martha and who basically says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. You know, the problem with Martha is not her serving, but rather she is worried and distracted. The word translated distracted in verse 40, I believe the Greek word might be perispato. But the, it, it has the connotation of meaning being pulled or dragged in different directions. I think with many of us, there are times in our own life, COVID times and, and pre-COVID, that we have often or can relate to the feeling of being pulled in, and dragged in different directions. Martha's distraction and worry leave no room for the most important aspect of hospitality. What, what part of that, you might ask? Gracious attention to your guests being present in fact she breaks every rule of hospitality by trying to embarrass her sister in front of her guests and by asking her guests to intervene in the family dispute she even goes so far as to say you know lord you, do you not care you know martha's worry and distraction prevent her like i said from being truly present jesus's words to martha may be seen as an invitation though rather uh, than rebuke because Jesus 
tells her, you know, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Or when Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. The one thing that is needed is for Martha to receive the gracious presence of Jesus, to listen to his words, to know that she is valued, not for what she does or how well she does it, but for who she is as a child of God. It's so important that we know that. That's the thing that is needed. I think that's often needed today is that we need to know that we're valued, me, you, us. We are valued, not for what we're doing or how well we're doing it, but we're valued for who we are as the children of God. The one thing that is needed in a culture of hectic schedules and the relentless pursuit of productivity, me, you, we, us are tempted to measure our worth by how busy we are, by how much we accomplish or by how well we meet the expectations of others. Many people, we can identify with Martha we can feel pulled in different directions. We can be distracted and worried. These are common threads in our life, even when we're not living in a pandemic. Yet we find that Jesus says in Luke 12, 25, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? We know that worrying does no good and that much of what we worry about is not so important in the larger scheme of things. And yet, we can't seem to quell our anxious thoughts and frantic activity. It is true that much of our busyness and our distraction stems from the noblest intentions. Of course it does, because me, you, we, us, we want to provide for our families. We want to give our children every opportunity to enrich their lives. We want to serve our neighbors. And yes, we want to serve the Lord. Indeed, you know, the ministry of service, whether you're doing it on your job or doing it in church or doing it in your community is one that is greatly need, needed. And yet, if all of our activities leave us with no time to be still in the Lord's presence, to hear, to commune with Abba, we, me, you, us, are likely to end up anxious and troubled. We are likely to end up with a kind of service that is devoid of love and joy and is resentful of others. And this is because, you know, that time we take to commune, you know, with Abba to listen, to be present is vital. It's as vital as inhaling and exhaling is important to breathing. Yet how often do we forget to breathe in deeply? It's like trying to serve without being nourished. It doesn't have the same, you know, ramifications when we're not nourished, when we're not uh, taking that time to be present, to sit and commune with Abba, to make that the thing that is necessary to start our day or how, whenever you get to it, make that a part of your daily practice. Luke's story is left suspended. We don't know what happens next. We don't know whether Mary and Martha were reconciled, whether they were able to enjoy the meal that Martha had prepared, whether Martha was finally able to sit and give her full attention to Jesus. We don't know. But here's what we know, and we can, we can close with this. We know that me, you, us, Jesus invites all of us who are worried and distracted by many things. He invites all of us. Even if none of those are our experiences, he invites us all the time to sit at his feet and rest in his presence, to hear his words of grace and truth, 
to know that we're loved and valued as children of God, to be renewed in faith and strengthened. There is need of only one thing, attention, communion, spending time with Jesus. That's all I have for you today. I hope what I have said today and shared and what is necessary encourages your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. I thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. It will never change. You have a great rest of your week. Peace.